Welcome, welcome, welcome to your weekly dose of horror news and fun. This is episode 28 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Dan McGuinness, and joining me as always is my co-host, Jennifer, the dream warrior, Strand. Together, we are two people with a love of horror and feel the burn of our obsolete blockbuster memberships. Aw, sad face. Yeah. Uh, you can catch us weekly on all major podcasting services and on the YouTube. Jen. What have you been doing? How's your week been? It was my birthday this week. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. And that reminds me, live, I bought you a present. Oh, my life. And when I say bought, I mean found at my parents' house. I love it. What you, is it? This is actually real. You don't know what it is. Here it is. Okay, you may, thank you. It's a, it's a joke what present. What is it? It's a joke present. Oh, my God. It <laughs> is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation movie poster. You can throw it in the bin whenever you want now. And by throw it in the bin, you mean I'm going to put it on my wall. You're going to block mount it? It? Yes, I'll block mount it. I'll, fr- I'll pay hundreds of dollars to have it professionally framed. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, I'm no good at getting you anyone presents, That's as you fine. probably know. I don't get any of my friends' presents. <laughs> but, oh my God, I've been bitten by so many mosquitoes. Yes, I did see you being oh, attacked. Oh, I'm all scratchy. <laughs> um, but yeah, my parents came over yesterday and they're like, hey, uh, we've got a whole bunch of crap that we found at the house. And that was one of the things. Just yeah. rolled up one poster and it was that poster. I'm like... Out of all the posters. <laughs> it was that one. It was perfect. It was meant like, to be. It's Jen's birthday. I didn't get her anything because I don't get anyone anything. This is perfect. That's fine. I don't need presents. I'm not that kind of person. I'm like a sentimental person. So this for me is like a perfect present. Excellent. Um, one of my co-workers uh, custom made me some Pennywise shoes. She bought a pair of Nikes and painted some... Uh, that like, heat's better than my present. <laughs> well, my girlfriend got really mad because she just bought me something from her work. She's like, this person put time and effort and thought into it. I just grabbed you something off the shelf that looked cool. Well, I got you something that was ageless. Yeah. Age old. That oh, was um, yeah. originally super glued to the roof of my shed when <laughs> I was growing up. And my mum somehow got it off without... Without st- ripping it. Yeah, it's in really good condition. My mum has all the patience in the world. Wow. That is a mum thing. So, yeah, my I had a birthday week. I ruined two weeks of proper full-on dieting with the cake and food and things You're right you're allowed to have that yeah it's been it's been fantastic um so yeah just a lot of chill out birthday stuff i watched a bunch of horror films played a bunch of tony hawks oh really bony yeah. dork bony dorks back into it in a big big way who's your uh who's your go-to character um well or have you made one i made one. Oh. and kind of looks like ellen page it's weird yeah because like Everyone in that thing is like, there's one body. Yes. There's one man body, one girl body. Yes. And then you're like, well, I don't look like that. So, and as I said before, what really annoyed me is there's no glasses you can put on characters. Well, they've updated it now. You can have face mask. But no glasses. But no glasses. You can get every tattoo that's ever been on put on any human in the entire history of the earth in that <laughs> game, but you can't put glasses on your so character. So much tribal tattoos there. I'm like, I don't want tribal tattoos on my character. Yeah, I know. What am I? Like <laughs> a 90s white ruster? <laughs> no. Cultural appropriation. How's your week been, Dan? Um, I've been all right. I watched The Books of Blood yes. on um on the, the, the screens. It's on Hulu? Yeah, whatever yeah. it's called. Um that was all right. Uh, lots, no one liked it. Like the reviews really? were like shittest thing in the world and that. And I was like, for anthologies are hard to do. Mm-hmm. Like the, I can't think of like apart from Creep Show, which is classic. I can't mm-hmm. think of many good anthologies. Yeah. Like the the over is that what they're called? Over stories. What, what's the main the, the over arc? Over arc yeah. is is really bad. Mm-hmm. That's the worst part of it. But sure. the the two stories. So it's basically only two stories because the over arc is like at the start and the end kind of thing. Um. 
they're fine. They're mm. cool little stories. And I liked them that I knew that they were going to kind of wrap up pretty quick. Yep. But there's some terrifying moments. There's some really, like, sickening moments and some really, like, oh, God, kind of like that's, like, you know, boggling to think about and horrible. Like, mm. um, but, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I also, um, uh, I uh, got our shop, Greenlight Comics, yes. had its, like, front window painted by yeah. the very talented George Rex. Yes, um, I saw that. It looks amazing. Yeah, got the, the council, like, she got a grant, so the council paid her to do it. And, oh. like, yeah, and... And I'm like, sick. Yeah. It looks so good. Anyone gets the opportunity in Adelaide to come down and look at uh, uh, George Rex's work. And you're right near the pigeon too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think there's a post going up about that or did go up. It so went up this morning. I saw that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the P- Pidgey, yep. as we call him. Because years ago, there was a comic called Pidgey. Yep. And he was on the back of, there was this comic called Superfuckers. <laughs> sure. Um, it's, I forgot who it was done by. Really good uh, guy. But on the back, he just did these joke comics and like they were one page what comics and one was called Pidgey and it was like the adventures of Pidgey it was just a pigeon and it would just be like five panels or four panels of like Pidgey yep. standing there looking dumb yep. just like sees a bit of food on the ground pecks it <laughs> looks back up it's like the end <laughs> and they were like Pidgey like one of them was just him getting out the way of someone walking towards him and it's like the adventures of Pidgey I love that and uh, yeah I always think of P- Pidgey as not like the Pokemon Pidgey well that's what everyone keeps saying like it's the oh it's just call it Pidgeyota or whatever the Pidgey I think called. it's called Pidgey, the Pokemon. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't care. Um, but I was talking to one of the um, ladies who's, uh, I think she is the manager of Rundle Mall. I can't remember. The manager of Rundle Mall? Yeah. Like it's, she's, the ki- it's the queen of Rundle Mall. Yeah, she's the queen. Um, she was saying that um, within the first four days of that pigeon coming up, it sustained $20,000 worth of damages. Yeah, well, the first day it went up, you know that website, Shit Adelaide? Oh, did you see that guy do that sick? flip off of it on the scooter? I, I didn't see that, but oh. I did see um, just like within minutes of it going up, like all these, they weren't hobos. Yeah. They were just tweaker adults, you know, old dudes that, you know, you see yelling and stuff like yeah. that. Dude, just climbing it. And he had all these shopping in his bags. Like he's gone, you know, like lots of shopping and he was still trying to climb it. And it was this little kid, like would have been like three years old, just touching it. Yeah. And then like this, this, Raggedy Grossman just comes up and starts climbing it, and the security guard just like shakes his just head. And he's off. like, "Mate, get off! Yeah, you're an idiot." And yeah. I'm like, "Shit, Adelaide! Yep, Adelaide! It, it is unfortunate. Like, I don't like shit Adelaide as a concept, mm. like showing the badness of Adelaide. But it's just unfortunate that there's so many good video people to there's a lot of for content stuff. for shit yeah. Adelaide. It's true. It's yeah. true. I use it as an opportunity to take a photo of a Goku figure. Didn't turn out how I wanted, but it started pouring with rain. What? what I saw the Goku figure thing. Yeah. What was your? Uh, what, how does that link into? Pidgey? It doesn't. It, he could have been a worthy adversary. That is true. It's, I do like to take toys it, outside. It's not even Pidgey's final form. No, no. I'm pretty sure his final form is like brown, brown and tart. <laughs> what is that? Tart, tartan, tarted. Oh yeah, the tartan. So the, like. Yeah, it gets brown and. Yeah. Yeah. All gross and rusty. <laughs> I haven't actually seen it. It's like it's not all silver. There's some bits that aren't silver, isn't there? I haven't like, really gotten close enough to Are you scared of pigeons? What about the people who have bird fears? What? Yeah, it's a fucking giant bird overlord now. <laughs> Just looking at you like those little eyes like <laughs> Tiffy Hendren's gonna rock up, she'd be like, Everyone get the fuck out. <laughs> it's a conduit for the rest of the birds. Yeah, and the end half after my week was me not getting the PS5 and all my friends getting it and coming into my shop and showing me they got it and then leaving. I was so mad for you. Just I was just irrationally mad about it because I just saw everyone I saw the picture of you holding Braden's and you were just like bummed out and then all these people were just like 
oh, Dan didn't get one. I'm like, yeah, I know. I can be a running joke. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> the um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and the other thing was like, I'm pretty sure like that day that the PS5 came out, we had a really bad day at work. Like, no one came in and bought anything, and I'm oh. reckon it's because like everyone, everyone picked up their PS5 in the morning and went home. Yeah, probably. And like went, oh, I'm not going to spend any more money. I've dropped seven hundred dollars on. Yeah, well, I mean, I get to work about 7.30 in the morning and there was, uh, EB Games were already open and JB Hi-Fi had a line. Yeah, and I heard I heard the takes of some of the, the JBs, I mean, the the uh, the EBs that day and it's crazy. Yeah, we had a lot of uh, the Double their projected of what they thought they were going to make. And and yeah, it's, it's like limited as well. Imagine it was like free range. Yeah, free well, range. a lot of the JB stuff like walked through our shop on the way to Smoko. And one of them was uh, she had got sent out for a break because she was being abused consistently on the phone by parents who were like, oh, fuck you. You've ruined my fucking kid's Christmas. I can't get a fucking PlayStation. Oh, wait, so they wanted to ring up on the day and get one because they just thought they yeah. could get it. Yeah. Yeah. You have. I, I've actually said this on my, my video game show. Like, it's boggling the idea that how many weeks are we to Christmas? Five, six? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Six weeks to Christmas. Mm-hmm. And there's a new next-gen console out and there's no one can buy them. Yes. And it's just like, what it's do you mean? It's so make? strange. Yeah. And it's going to, I mean, you know, we're heading into my annual don't be a dick to retail workers spiel. Oh, those poor people. But, yeah, the amount of abuse that they copped. Poor EB, poor JB. It's going to be like. Yeah. Um, I would like change the, if I was like EB and I would have like, if someone rang, it would be a recorded message going, we are out of stock of PlayStation's. You cannot. So if it is, if it is like you know, if you are trying to buy a PlayStation, please hang up now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then if all other inquiries, please stay on the line. That's what I do. So that would be great. Yeah, that's a good idea. Anyway, let's move into horror news. Yes, every week me and Jen take you through the horror news that you need to know about. Welcome to horror news. I love it. Excellent. The werewolf, horror, horror werewolf here. Horror, horror, horror doggo. Um, Jen, what's been happening in news? I'm really excited for this one. So Seth Rogen, who I love, and I'm not sure why. I just love him. Yeah, I like him. He's everything great. he does, I find fun. Oh, not everything. I didn't like Green Hornet. I didn't watch that. <laughs> um, he's producing a horror movie called Video Nasty for Lionsgate. So it's a cursed VHS pulls teens into 80s slashes. So the the they watch a cursed VHS. Number one, already liking that idea. Uh-huh. Cursed VHSs, yes. done. Pulls teens into the movie. So basically, what I'm hoping this is, is like once these teens get pulled into these slashes, they move through a whole bunch of different ones, not mm. just stuck in one, because that would be kind of boring. That's just like a self-aware film. This, I, I think they should be moving through them as in they're beating them. Yes. Because they're, they're knowledgeable because they're, they're kids of now. So they're like, they know how to defeat these like, stereotypical slashes yeah and they move through them as they go like moving up in the hardness oh see that would be good so there's not a lot of uh, information on the film as of yet no. um, so it's being produced by chris thomas devlin um and it centers on three teens who rent a cursed vhs and are pulled into an 80 slasher movie that threatens to trap them forever so it essentially to me sounds like the remake of jumanji mm. just horror and i'm okay with that well Rogan is not a teen anymore, so I wonder if he's in it. He's not going to be one of the main characters. Well, I'm not sure if he's going to be in it. So he's attached to produce. Um, yeah, that, oh, but yeah, he's a good producer. He usually just sort of chucks himself in as a cameo. Yeah, yeah. And I could just imagine that he's the video store clerk. 
He's the oh, one yeah, that right. just rents them the he, video. He's like, you know, the guy who warns them. Yeah. Like, you know, like that. What is it? The, the truck stop crazy man. Yes. But like a modern day version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, uh, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, and he's just sitting there going, I don't know, fucking, it's just, it's cursed. Yeah, I like most of his films. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not massively into like the Pineapple Express and that and stuff like that, but I love like the end. I know lots of people don't like it. I love like um at the Christmas one he did the night before. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, I love that. I watch it every year. Balls in the church. Yeah, that, and he's like <laughs> looking at Jesus. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he knows. He knows. Uh, yeah, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and his amazing, beautiful wife in that film. She gives him all the drugs. Like, it's not as if he's trying to hide it from She She causes it all. Yes. Like, because he's and been such um, a great husband. And that's Gillian Bell, isn't it? Yeah, yeah she's always funny. She's just fantastic in everything. And I really have only come to appreciate and love her in the last, like, 12 months, just watching her in other stuff. She's been great. So I'm definitely very keen to keep an eye on this. And I know that there is a... Uh, artist on Instagram that I follow called The Dude Designs, and he does a lot of like eighties VHS like artwork, and he's got a book. Uh, he does have a book which oh, he's is, got a print print media. He does have print media. Whoa! Um, and it is a lot of VHS covers. So he's like fully going. Hey guys, like I I want to be the guy that makes the poster for this film. Like if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be me. And I'm like I endorse that. I endorse that. Get on, get on it. So it's done by Chris Thomas Devlin. He's writing it. He's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre man. Yeah. So the Texas uh, next year's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So yeah, as in the new one coming yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm very, very excited, and this is something that I'm definitely going to keep a very close, close eye on. Yeah. Oh man, like, it sounds like everything we love. Yeah. Like cursed videos, great ideas. Those, those smart horrors, I call them. Yes. Smorrors. Smorrors. Yeah, like. Like, you know, the ones that like, you know, like like Happy Death Day yeah. and Cabin in the Woods and all these ones that are self-aware playing on the genre but not too ham-fisted to do yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, And I reckon Seth Rogen's got that in to do that. I mean, I hope it has all those dudes in it. Like, you know, as Cabin Imagine like every slasher, the killer was like, one was Danny McBride, one was like... Um, well, we know Danny McBride's into horror because he... Had a big hand in the Halloween front, the new hand. Oh, did he? Franchise. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's. <sighs> There's so many good opportunities here to create. I wonder if it's going to be funny. I think it's going to be subtly funny. Do you reckon it's going to be funny because of how violent it is? Like Probably. it'll be, you know, like yeah. yes, there'll be scenes that you know stuff going to people's faces and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm super keen. Oh, I'm down. I'm, Bring I'm, it I'm, on. I'm, I'm. Listen to my voice. It's so fast now. <laughs> I'm super excited. Yeah. What's next? <laughs> All right. Um, Spawn. So Spawn reboot. Blumhouse, working. They're going to get the story right this time, though. I didn't know that Blumhouse was doing the Spawn remake. I, I knew, I've always, you know, I've heard that there's been a Spawn remake coming out. As someone who owns a comic shop, mm -hmm. and as someone who loved the original 90s Spawn film, which isn't good. I've never seen but it. But I was, like, a pretty good target audience. I was in my early, I was a tween. Yep. I reckon. I don't know. I can't remember. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I probably wasn't the target audience, but I had the mindset of the target audience. Sure. <laughs> and as someone who collected all the McFarlane toys, all the spawns, but as also someone owns a comic shop, but also someone who's never read Spawn, <laughs> like, 
I think I'm the perfect person for it. I like, know at least a couple of people who are going to be invested. Cripsy? Cripsy. Sam, Sam Cripps. Yes. Um, Sam, for people who don't know who Sam Cripps is, he works at Gamma Rays Comics. Yes. Not my rival comic store, our sister store. Yes. And owns Nerds Paradise. Oh, Nerds Paradise Selling as well. Selling sweet toys. Yeah, yeah. I've given him actually a couple of my action figures. Like just yeah. To, just like... Because he's, he's he's got a high appreciation of action figures, and I've held on to some for you know thirty years. Yeah, um, I've got original you know McFarlane series one runs of crap, and gave to, I just gave it to him because hey, I was like, why would I? If you know it's going it. to a good home, yeah, you'd you're gonna love it way more than me. Pass Chrissy. it on. So oh, he's getting a big plug. Yeah, check out Nerds Paradise if you want to do toys collection. So yeah. that is an online store now, primarily devoted to importing hard to get toys. Yes. Um. So if you're into action figures and crap like that. <laughs> <laughs> Which I am. You are. <laughs> but yeah, we, we all are. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so it's been three years since Blumhouse um, sort Whoa. of came aboard with Todd McFarlane to create Spawn. And they're just it's taking longer than they thought. So um, uh, Jason Blum just recently spoke out and said it's taken longer than I hoped it would. Uh, we've got to get the story right. Yeah, but you, we're still working on it. You really need to get the story right of Spawn because the co- the premise is quite ridiculous. And to bring it into a modern day vibe, you're really going to have to get it. Yeah. Like, I mean, and they did it with the Marvel films. So you had these Marvel films. It was the stupidest bloody universe in the world, but they ing- they grounded it in a way where you're just like, okay, yeah, I get that. Well, I feel that, um, I mean, as someone who's never read Spawn Same. myself. Um, <laughs> we have no I feel that it's a lot darker than like the Marvel universe. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so it's... It's going to have to be rated R. Yeah, so it's... Well, that's what you would want it to be. Although, look at the Hellboy remake. That was also rated R. That, But that had one good reason why it was rated R, was that one scene, which, which was, was the really best scene in the film, and then the rest was just fucking, like, Hot you garbage. know, g- garbage pile of rape gibbons. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, I know that McFarlane has been, you know, he's been trying really hard and just, you know, Jamie Foxx is in to produce and, you know... Jeremy Renner's attached as a like detective twitch that but they just can't seem to pin it down so they want it to be edgy they want it to be like amazing and just all these things but I guess it is I mean if you if you if you're sitting down for three years and writing it can I do you can go two ways yeah like what is it like writing hell where mm-hmm. it just like just gets rewritten 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 until it's, it's just a husk of its former self and it's fucking shit yeah or they've just get, been getting really good writers to like go over at script doctors and yeah. you know the dudes that like come in. There's that one real famous one. I can't remember the script doctor's name. He came in when they were doing Terminator Two. Yeah, watched the whole film, and he's just like, add one scene where Sarah Connor is looking at the Terminator and she she goes over like you know the bit where she's looking give like uh, he's 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 like talking to John Connor and she's monologuing and looking at him going like, like he's like a father figure. He won't hit him. He won't leave. Yeah. Like that's all this dude said. And it is one, it pulls that whole it's film together. Scene. That dude got paid like $1.2 million just to give that advice. <gasps> and it makes a film. That, and when she's carving the thing, yeah. no future. And then when she leaves, like she, yeah. he said, just put that scene in. Jeez. And I'm like, that's what a script doctor does to a film. Yeah. They come in and they fucking fix it because they're a doctor. Yeah. Well, I guess because like they say here as well, um, in the article that we've we've got uh, from Bloody Disgusting, thank you guys, um, that it's, it's the Spawn is an unexploited comic series. 
So we've not seen a TV reboot. We've not seen various like. And I we've think only seen that. Like, it was just that one film back in the nineties. Don't get me wrong. I, I know like I now I'm going to say I'm about to say their names. I've now I've forgotten like Malboria, like what Mal- Malborgia was like the devil in it. it yep. Like, and I know that because of the film. I know, like, you know, the clown. I know, like, the vi- who is the violator. I yep. know. Is his name Al Simmons? Is I have that the no name idea. of the spawn man? Um, yeah, I, I know these characters just because of that film. And I reckon, yeah, this could be sick. Mm. They could get it right. Yeah. It, w- it wouldn't even, like, um, it wouldn't even, like, suffer from a good TV show. Although, I, I've just got these weird vibes that it's just going to be over CG'd because of that original film that looks like a fucking video game cutscene now. <laughs> Like sure. When it goes to hell, it's like the worst thing. So in the I feel world. that I might need to put it on my watch list for this week. You've seen it though, haven't you? No. The original Spawn. No. Matt, if if I didn't have to go to something straight after this, we would be watching that today. <laughs> it is so bad. Yeah. Slash okay. Good. It is now on my today, tonight, what or tomorrow watch list. I'm gonna bump it up. I'm gonna get to it. Also, there was a Spawn animated series that ran from '97 to '99. Yeah, I've never seen that either. But um, I've I always see pictures from it and stuff, and I, it probably was really good. Like, I mean, Spawn to me is weird because I grew up with like Hellraiser, and they're both very chain focused. Yeah, okay. The Spawn is chains. There's like, you know, like there's lots of chains involved. Yep. I, I don't know why, but um, and yeah, so to me, it's like a it was always like a light Hellraiser because like, yeah, okay. you know, he's from hell. Yeah, he's like so. The, the story is that he is like he's like the the most badass killer in the world, and when he dies, he goes to hell, and then hell recruits him to be the leader of their army, mm. gives him hell powers, and then he goes like, "Now nah, fuck you, yeah. I'm not <laughs> oh. gonna do it." So oh. fucking you know, hell doesn't like him. They're always trying to pull him back. Heaven doesn't like him. Everyone doesn't fucking like him. Yeah, it sounds just, like the Lords of Salem song. Hell doesn't like them. Hell doesn't like them. That's a hard <laughs> line. There, Rob Zombie. <laughs> Hell is upset with it. Anyhow, <laughs> Slightly that's too. all right. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, look, I'm I'm going to keep an eye on this, but what, for it another could three be years. Another three years. So we'll talk about it in another three years. It'll be great. Um, so finally, Gravitas acquires Australian mystery th- thriller Sweet River. Mm. Um, so Sweet River tells the story of Hannah, whose search for her son's body leads her to a sleepy rural town that hides dark secrets. We can only assume that Hannah's son is dead. <laughs> I am going to also assume that that is dead. Um, yeah. So the picture here, um, this is also on Bloody Disgusting with old Brad Miska um, as the article writer. Mm-hmm. Shout mm-hmm. out. Um, the picture here that accompanied this article, it just looks like one of these modern day horror films, eh? Yeah. Like, as in that grey tone, you know, black, like dark black, grey tone, bit of colour, washed out. You know, it's the Twilight it, Eyes. Yeah, but it also looks like all these new new horror films have like an overlay of cement over the whole <laughs> lot. Like they've got the Photoshop and just put a, yep. a, a a texture of cement over everything. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. Might be cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very interesting, and I I'm always so curious as to how Australian films, certain Australian films, cannot get funding in Australia or distribution in Australia. They have to get distribution from UK companies or US companies, mm. um, which is frustrating. And it's not just films, it's various other things. So there's like a, an artist in Australia who has become quite famous, um, Steve Rhodes. Yeah, yeah. He's Queensland-based. And yet, if you want to buy his stuff, so as someone in Australia who wants to buy his stuff, 
you got to buy it from an American site. Just because Australia, uh, Australia follows America in its shadow. Yeah. So, you know, they want they need America to tell them what's good first. So they don't no, they don't take plunges or things. It happens in the book industry as well. Yeah. Like you just see, like you know, they don't want to take any risks, and they're like, do something like that that those Americans have done, mm. and that you know, it's it's just that thing. Like it's just Australia, they just. A, I hate to say it, but we're a bit, bit of a joke when it comes to being creative sometimes. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, we're a great country to be creative in. But yeah. I mean, there's Madman. You know, there's Madman. There's Umbrella. There's uh, Monster Pictures. Like, there's all these distribution companies in Australia. But here we are. And that's why instead of getting Saw made and distributed in Australia, we got you and your stupid mate. Yeah. Oh, well, doesn't matter. Went to a better home anyway. (laughs) That's right. I don't know much about this film. It it looks like it's a ghost film. Yeah, ghost film. Bloody ghosts. Probably getting a theatrical release in April next year. Um, So we'll definitely keep an eye out on that. It might hit some kind of festival run. But yeah, definitely looking to keep an eye out. For that one. For that one. But instead of talking more about news, let's move on to homework. Every week, me and Jen set ourselves a horror movie to watch, and then we go through it scene by scene and spoil the fuck out of it for all of y'all. All y'all. We go through it. We rip it apart. We give it a. We kick its face <laughs> on the ground. We're doing something nasty. We kick to it, it with love, though. We do. We put our love boots on. Yeah. Yeah. At they're the end love, of it, it feels bruised but loved. Yeah. Yeah. Like all good relationships. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a sock full of pennies straight to the groin. Anyhow, we have a rating system that we give these films. We don't like ones and twos and threes, the A, Bs and C, so we created our own rating system. Yes. Jennifer, right? go over it. So, we've got the A for awesome, everybody should watch, the Bs, the beer and chicken wing group movie. We've got F for fun and dumb, C, it's a classic that's worth a watch. We've got the newly added U for underrated. We've got the... G- G for good for its time but is not held up. We've got the J for the Jen special, the D for the Dan special. We've got a W for whatever, so off my radar. <laughs> We've got a newly added Kesha, low budget, hot mess. We've the ke- got- that, uh, for those who got confused, <laughs> the, the rating is just called Kesha. Yeah, the rating is Kesha. I give that a Kesha. <laughs> a low-budget hot mess. Um, so we've also got the S, which is shit. You should probably avoid it. And we've got the McConaughey, which is the fucking fuck. The fuck. Avoid, avoid, avoid. Mm-hmm. Look out, you bloody turkeys. Yep. So, so this, this is where we watch Blood Diner for 1987. This was Jen's pick. Good yes. on you, Jen. It was a great film. <laughs> Uh, so, yes, directed by Jackie Kong, who did not go on to do much Anything. more. Uh, screenplay by Michael Sonyi. Screenplay found on the back of a serviette. Probably. <laughs> Somewhere. In the garbage, uh, round back. Uh, it's starring Rick Burks and Kyle Crew. Not a huge cast of no-name people. There's no-name people yeah, in yeah, No, it's, it's a huge like, cast of yeah. no-name people. It is only a cast of no-name, no-acting people. Mm. Would you like to eat this week? Do this. Okay. Um, I had a lot of trouble finding further information regarding this film. There is not a lot of fun facts. There's not a lot of... So, I tried to find the budget information and I tried to find box office information. Nowhere to be found. So, I have found something that might not be accurate, but the budget was around 330000 which I feel was probably too much for what this film was. Yeah, I, I, I guess maybe it might have been the Mighty film. So, a lot, as in like... So a lot of the, the costs would have just been like to actual for their real to real film. Mm-hmm. 
um, which does cost a lot of money and then you have to get a process and stuff like that. But it definitely wasn't put into the acting or the effects. Sure. So then again. <laughs> well, so for the for those of you who have not seen Blood Diner, this was a first watch for me. It's always been on my radar, but never something I've been able Same. to find. Same with Dan. It's about two cannibalistic brothers who kill various young women to make their flesh part of a new special dish at their rundown restaurant while seeking blood sacrifices to awaken a dormant Egyptian goddess. Yeah, right. I'm going to get into this. Uh, so, film. We're going to go through it now. It's um, true. This film was also shot in... Three weeks. And Three weeks. It, it shows. shows. Yeah, it does show. I think everything <laughs> was one take. Um, so there was an opening warning, which is like said. I'm actually going to play it now. Mm-hmm. Warning. The truly unusual motion picture you are about to see contains many scenes of graphic violence. It is not intended for the faint of heart, nor the young and impressionable. While it is a sad fact that mass homicide and practitioners of blood cults infest our society, the producers of this film wish to express that they do not condone, nor do they want to inspire, any of the human butchery or violence portrayed in this film. If you feel you will be offended by such material, please leave the theater at once. Note, all of the mutilations, bodily dismemberments, and cannibal rituals were performed by seasoned professionals. Please do not attempt any of these stunts at home. Thank you. Weird. It didn't make any... It was amazing, that opening warning. Did you like it? I thought it was... It was like a nice touch, but it was super tacky. Um, so this was something that happened at the very beginning of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, so like the film that you're about to see is disturbing and do not... do Don't go kill people and try and raise an Egyptian Well, they didn't say in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, don't go and kill people. No, they said no, no. It's like, these people were professionals, don't go out and copy them. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. So I was like, what is this film going to (laughs) be? Well, yeah, because it kind of sets the film up for, okay, this might be something that's slightly disturbing. Yeah, or interesting. But yeah, then when it opens, it opens in the 1950s home, you know. There's some kids there. Do-wop playing on the radio. Yeah, there's some kids playing. There's a mum that goes out and straight away, you know, the dialogue that pours out of this woman's mouth. This movie's going to be shit. She's like, I'm going to the shop to buy tampons. Yeah, fucking shitheads. Yeah, like, and just leaves the kids that, that... You're a lovely mum. Yeah, then there's a voice on the radio, like a news report on the radio, which is the same voice that gave us the warning at the yep. start of the film. It's just like, warning that there's a crazed killer out with an... He's a meat cleaver in one hand and his genitals in the other. Yeah, like, and I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> yes, please. Um, we also get a nice little POV shot of someone heavy breathing, walking through this idyllic uh, 1950s suburban neighbourhood. Yeah. Um... Cuts back to the kids there. Yep. They're just hanging out and they're in their family room playing with toys and stuff like that. This guy bursts in. Suddenly, you know, the, the front door's cleavered. They're like, <gasps> um, and smashes through. This guy's there with a cleaver. It's obviously the guy they were talking about on the radio. And suddenly he's like, boys, what are you yes. doing? It's like, Uncle Anwar, yay. I thought, what his name was? I just called him Crazy Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Anwar. Um, and then he, uh, he, he hugs the kids and you're like, okay, it's their uncle. And he then goes on to give them five million year old necklaces. Mm. <laughs> yep. million. Some, here's some amulets for you that are five million years old. Five million? <laughs> sure. Is that before the dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's a lot of problem. There's a lot of holes in this film. Oh, Let, man. Let's just, uh, like, and let's this just say, is this- Swiss cheese. This all looks terrible as well. Yeah. Like, it's badly shot. The it's sound badly is... dubbed. Like I thought it was yeah. they dubbed over it. 
Yeah, like the whole thing is like super badly dubbed. Mm. I think it was more that went away as the film went on. I just yeah. think they didn't know what they were doing at the start and they didn't know how to work their sound. They had to actually come in because you really notice, not as much in this first scene, but when it cuts to the next scene, you mm. really notice the, um, yeah, uh, yeah. then we cut to some... Um, so he's explaining to the kids like, oh, well, you know, here are these necklaces. You know, we want to bring about... Shitar. So Shitar is the big uh, theme of the film. That's, yeah, that's who they're, they're trying to resurrect, to resurrect some some like elder god or yeah. some shit. Yeah. Um. So then, yeah. So he's giving them. He's, he's having his cultist spiel about Shitar and what they need to do in the future and this, that, and the other. Cut to cops outside. Be like, Anwar, come out with your hands up. He goes out. Get he shot. Up, we don't see it up. off camera. Yep. It cuts back to the kids. One of the kids just pensively looks, you know those cat clocks out yes. of the eyes movie? Just pensively looks at a cat clock, stares at it for ages, and then the clock goes crazy. Yeah. There's no reason. So his uncle Anwar has been teaching him the hypnosis skills. Is that what it was? Yes, because he uses them later on in the film. Like he glamours people, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, he's like... He oh, okay. So it didn't, but there's no explanation of it. No. He's just staring at a clock, and then the clock just goes haywire, and then, yeah. Yeah, and then it's like, yeah, the acting, the audio, everything. <laughs> and I just straight away wanted to turn this film off. I was, I was, by this point, I was, I was out. I was like, I don't want to watch this. This film, I did get through it. Yep. It you felt did. like four hours to me. Hey, like, I was sitting there getting fucked off. I watched it in three sessions. Man, I think. Uh, we get to probably the next couple of scenes and then Liz tapped out. She's yeah. like, You're- well, now it cuts to 20 years later and it cuts to a cemetery. A cemetery. The brothers are now growing up mm-hmm. um, and they're in a graveyard. They're digging up a grave. Mm. They're, mm. And the groundskeeper comes up to them. He's like, what you doing? What the hell are you doing? One of the other brothers comes from behind him, hits him in the back of the head of the shovel. His eyes pop out. They <laughs> pop out onto the ground. <laughs> It doesn't make it does it looks terrible. I did laugh. I laughed. I went <laughs> I um, laughed so hard. Yeah, yeah, and then he just dies and I'm like, yeah. okay. Well he's dead. Yeah. Um And then they um uncover the skeleton of obviously the uncle. It's the uncle. They, um they start hacksawing into him. No, no, first they like so they undo they, they they get all the dirt off him, they open the coffin, there's just a skeleton in there, and then the skeleton's arm just comes up for no reason. And they're like, see, I told you he's a he he's happy we're here. And I'm like, what? You sure? There is. Yep. Like, so he's alive? Yeah. And then they start, yeah, they get this corpse out, they start hacksawing into his brain. Yep. For no reason. All of a sudden the brain pops just, out. Yep. Like up, about mm-hmm. two feet out of the brain. They, they catch it. Yes. And I'm like, what? I actually had to Google. I'm like, he's been dead for 20 years. Yeah, the brain's completely just like brand new. But it's 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 a new, it's a nice juicy pink brain. But I also had to bra- uh, Google brain decomposition. And yeah, like. No, you didn't have to. I because did. Because you should have known, Jen, that it would have just been not, like dried up like the rest no. of him. Fun fact, it, in a coffin, a brain could be intact for about 20 years. 10 to 20 years. You know what? I don't think they knew that. They didn't know that. They that... would have used their encyclopedias. Encyclopedia Britannicas? Yes, to look it up. <laughs> but I can't believe I had to Google it. Yeah, that's weird. Anyway, it jumps, pops out of the head. It goes into their hand. And I've written a note here. Nothing's making sense no. in capital letters. Like, no. And then they pop the brain into a jar and suddenly it's talking. Yes. It's a talking brain. And it's got eyes now. Even it though does. it didn't have eyes in, at any no. 
Yeah, it's a talking brain in a jar, which I'm always quite partial to because that's silly and that's like a trope. You know, that's like a homage to old sci-fi. I love it. Uh, thing, but so he's just got a voice. He's got. I, I, I'm not quite sure what's going on. They've got a brain. They've got their uncle's brain in a jar, who then becomes their like cult leader. Yes. So he starts discussing that you know we need to start the ritual to bring back Sheeta. You need to build a body, prepare a feast. Oh my god, the fucking. The rules are so complicated and they were so overcomplicated. So what? It, I think I wrote them down somewhere. But so the rules were, they had to number one, they have to find promiscuous women, slutty women, is slutty what women, he was tramps. Using. I think yeah. they call them. Oh, he used slut a lot. Yeah, yeah. So they have to find, you know, slutty women. Then you have to kill them. Then you have to cut bits of them off that mm-hmm. are the best bits. Yes. And then stitch them together to create the perfect vessel for Shiva once she arrived. Then you have to go find a whole bunch of different of other people, and they have to willingly come to a, a place where you have already pre-killed a whole bunch of other people, and they have to eat those people. Yes. Then <laughs> you have to find a virgin yep. that has to be sacrificed, and then Shiva can. Go from the body which you have made her. Yes. Which I don't understand why you even had to make that body. Yep. And then she will get transferred into the virgin. Simple. The- I don't see why you've got a problem with this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they said so common. It took me like the whole film to work out what was going on. So, so the idea that these guys own a diner. Mm. So they like, you know, they can grab the bodies, put them out the back, chop them up. And that's why it's called blood diner. Okay. Yeah. I get that. You bit. Get but that. like. They could have just been killers that are killing people. It yes. would have been so like they, they didn't need this whole cheetah thing. Like, it was ridiculous. No, so we cut from there to a diner. So no, no. First we cut to the police station. Next, oh yeah, the police. We get introduced station. to the police. The the two detectives, the, which I've just called detective and lady detective. Yes, I couldn't remember their names. Now this bit was really dubbed over badly. This was like out of time. <laughs> Super loud, the voice. So, like, yep. you know, the rest of the film was like, and they're like, so they go to talk and they're like, what are you doing? Like, it was just like, oh shit, that <laughs> is so bad. This film had a lot of comedy to it. Oh, it had, like, they thought what was comedy. I thought it was fucking Like, the scene where the, the detective, so you've got, like, the main detective who's, like, in charge of the two, the male. That's the chief of police. Yeah, the chief of police. Thank you. And the guy, the. I called him Guido Cop. Oh. Um, that might be really... I think it is. Okay, I apologise. <laughs> I called him... Which one? The detective? Yeah. Detective one. I just called him detective. And then there's he lady... Was gross. De- yeah, he was a hideo. Yeah. He but was he made would... to be a, a heartthrob though. I know. He said something highly inappropriate and the chief of police just turns around and just punches him in the stomach really hard. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry. I forgot my decency for a second there. Yeah, it's weird. It, yeah. So, yeah, people are acting like out of cap. Like, they're not acting like real people. The dialogue is bad. It's dubbed. You're like, whatever. Anyhow, the, oh, his name was Mark. Detective sure. Mark. Anyhow, the Detective Mark is uh, told that he's getting a new partner. And um, that is that whole scene. Yep. Like, there's there's a, couple, a lot of fish in that scene, too. Yeah, there's a couple of jokes. They knock over a fish tank. It doesn't yep. make any sense. <laughs> then we cut back to the brothers um, talking to the brain in the jar, mm-hmm. their uncle. Uncle Brain. I just call it Brain. Uh, brain explains that they need to get the virgin to sacrifice and a, and a, ba- a the buffet of body parts to realize that the goddess cheated. This is where we go through the whole plan. And so it's like, oh, my God, just yep. so much exposition from a brain. Yep. Because yep. the brain can't do anything but talk, and he does talk a lot. He talks a lot. 
And we cut to the diner that the brothers own. At this point, we didn't know they even owned a diner. No. Because all of a sudden, they've got a diner. Like, it made sense because at the very beginning of the film when they were kids, like, the little kid had been making, like, Play-Doh food. So, he had a little plate of Play-Doh eggs and the uncle's like, oh, yeah, you'll you'll make a great... A great cook, amazing chef one day. You'll be fantastic. Mm. Um, Sure. Yeah. This kid's insane. Like, he's... Oh, yeah. The cook kid is like... He's a dummy. He is a dummy. He's like a a Bose. He's a brute. Bose from Thrashing. Yeah. He's he's like the idiot. Yeah. The Bose. Yeah. He is definitely... So, the brother... The the dark-haired brother, I just called him, like, brown-haired brother. Yeah. Because one's blonde, one's brown-haired. It's it's Mikey and Chris. So, Mikey's the dark-haared brother and Chris is... Isn't it Georgie? No. Who's Georgie then? I don't know. Oh, damn it. Do we'll I, find out. Do I ever we'll, listen to we'll people's names? Um, yeah, and so... Oh, my God. He's cooking away and he's, like, watching the wrestling on the TV. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's, he's just like, I can wrestle this guy. Yes, I can wrestle him. All right, we'll get into that later. Sure. <laughs> okay. So we're introduced to... So they've been, they've been, ca- they've been tasked with... They have to organise. They have to find tramps. They have to find virgins. They have to find people that want to come to a dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're gonna sure. eat people. Um, and now we're introduced to Connie. Was her name? Yes, the main girl. So who, we who, get introduced to a bunch of slutty mullet-wearing cheerleaders. Well, first, yeah, yeah, and they're mean to her because they're talking about how they want to do nude, nude aerobics because they originally started as a vegetarian cheerleading group and then this other cheerleading group became a vegetarian cheerleader. So they're basically one-upping each other. And Makes like, no sense. Nude, nude aerobics is going to set us apart. And she's off it because she's a virgin. Yeah, apparently. she's like, I don't want to do that. And they're really mean to her. They make her cry. So yeah, the brown hair brother catches onto this and he's obviously got his... Uh, He's got his glamour vibes. He yeah. glamours her a little bit. Like, mm. say, hey, you should come to our... It's like, you don't what was the dinner called? That? They had a name for it. it it's was like called... their feast. I can't remember. Something feast or whatever. You should come to this, like, you know, feast we're doing. It'd be cool. And she's like a little bit glamour. She's like, okay. Yeah, kind of sure. cool. You're, you're, kind of, you're kind of good looking. Then we cut to the nude aerobics. <laughs> yep. And a whole scene of just girls jumping up and down, which looked really painful. Because they had no tops on. Yeah, look. Uh, as someone who has boobs, it is... jumping... Without I don't do a lot of nude jumping, but yeah, I can imagine it's quite painful. Yeah, and it was like, it was quite, you know, up It was down. aggressive. It yeah, was yeah. aggressive jumping. So we cut to nude aerobics, which is just, like, you, I only can assume that the director just wanted to see tits and probably slept with most of these girls. The director was a woman. Oh, But also really? s- probably still yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then all of a sudden one of the brothers comes in with a machine gun and machine guns them all down. Yep, just shoot out. Bam, so this is the start. I said he got a whole room of bloody of, of skanks. It's super convenient because now he can hack them up and take the body parts to make the body. Yeah. So the brothers start to cut up the girls right there and then and take the best bits yep. home to make to make sheeta. Yeah. Um. So we get that that kind of scene. It's okay. It's not that violent. I think there's a lot of weird joke bits where they like, didn't they like, puppet a girl. Like they yep. killed her. He's and got like her, her head and he's like. <laughs> yeah, they're like the worst jokes in the world. They weren't even funny. Like, <laughs> um, Yeah, so then we cut back. So then like, it goes from that straight to the crime scene after the fact with the cops who have yep. found the nude aerobics people. Yeah, so the cops are there and then. And we're introduced just... to Lady Detective. Yes, and this is where Detective One um, becomes 
even grosser. Yeah, so he just sluts onto her. He's just like eye fucking the shit out of her and just making weird gestures. He's like licking at her and she's like, you know, that. And she's just kind of standing there like looking a bit disgusted in him, which yeah. is fair. It was just like, what's going on? And then I've written here as a note, once again, the acting is beyond bad. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that was all that scene was. It was yeah. just to introduce the new lady detective and that they're on the case to find who's going to get yep. these people. Then we cut back to the diner and they're cooking up the victims. Yes. Uh, there was like a, this cut to like a whole batch of tongues that yeah. were like moving. And then yeah. he's like, you have to pick the best tongue. Like the brains out the back going like instructing them on how to cut the bodies up and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, my God. What? And then Chris is back on his wrestling thing and there's this very sort of portly man called Vitamin who's sitting at the counter and he comes in every day um, to eat his... Yeah, his name was Vitamin. His name was Vitamin. The, the actor's name was Lisa. Well, the whole point is that they were a vegetarian diner. Yeah. But they're but like, secretly they're serving, serving... Food. They're no, they're serving, serving body, uh, yeah. people to people. Yeah. Like, can, like in the counter. So not only are they feeding them... People, they're also feeding people to vegetarians. Yes. So it's becoming the hottest veggie diner in whatever yeah, town Yeah, everyone is. loves it. Yeah, every, so everyone's coming in. It's like business is booming. It's fantastic. But, then, but Chris is going absolutely mental on this wrestling thing and Vitamin's like, dude, can you just stop? So all of a sudden Chris is like, I'll wrestle you. I'll wrestle you. And he grabs him by the neck, starts choke holding him. And then we get this Monty Python-esque vomiting scene. Yeah, he just starts vomiting yeah. over everyone. Like, yeah. So Vitamin, the big fat, he's, he was like a kind of a fat bearded man. Mm. Yeah, he just starts vomiting all through the diner onto all the other patrons. And it just doesn't make any any sense. And then they kind of start vomiting a little bit. And then he's like, and then it Chris stops. sort of stops. And then he goes, he's like, oh, just wipes it off and just starts eating again. Yeah, like as if nothing had happened. He also sure. coughed up a bullet at one stage. Yes. But it's a bullet casing. Yeah. It wasn't a bullet. That's not the part of the bullet that fires out. <laughs> it wouldn't be in a body. Like, yeah. that's the end part. I'm like, please get at least one thing right. And they're like, no, we're not going to. No. We're going to get everything we wrong We had for this three film. weeks and no budget to do this. Like, Yeah. Um, and so we cut back to the police station again, just have some more scenes of misogyny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it seriously, there was no reason for this scene at all. No. There was no, it was just more of them talking that they want to solve the crime. And it's just like nothing, he didn't push anything forward. It was just some opportunity for them to be like just fuckheads. Yep. Uh, to much. the woman. Uh, yep. So then cut we cut straight back to, to the diner. <laughs> back to the diner. They're sewing the body parts together. Yep. So, on, so Shiva's bodies, I've obviously picked all the best bits now. They're, they're sewing her up together. Um, and then. The brain decides to tell a story, mm-hmm. and the story makes no sense. But it, it, it does like a montage. No, what's that thing called? A, 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 a flashback. Yeah, and it's just a montage of people beating up women. Yes, so it's him. It's I think it's meant to be him when he because he. A lot of what he's saying is like I failed at this because I kept thinking with my schlong. He uses the word schlong a lot. Yeah. He's like, I thought with my dick too much. I was meant to do this. We kept I fucking the virgins. Yeah. So he couldn't control himself. So he, you know, so it's a flashback of him basically. Beating up virgins. Beating up virgins and kind of, you but know. But he's not what, having sex with them. He's just beating them up. Yeah. It's just like a montage of a man beating up women in all different scenarios. I'm like, what the fuck? This is, and I, what? Yep. And uh, he he's saying he failed because he, he was thinking with his schlong. If he wasn't thinking with his schlong, he would have succeeded. Shita would have been here long ago. Everything would have been great. 
And then it cuts back, and their first goal then is like, so they've made the body of Shiva now. Now you have to get the guts. Yeah, so you need to go to a bar a and get bar the, get the get the stomachs of two tramps of two of the sluttiest tramps there, which then cuts to them at some weird punk gay bar. Was it a gay bar? I don't know. Like I kind at of first. I don't, I don't know if I should say this. At first, I misheard it. Yeah. And I thought he said you had to get the stomach of two trans. Then no, that's what I heard. So that then I assumed that they were going to a gay bar. Yeah, and because we're they look, talking eighty seven, because they, they dressed up as like gay icons to get yeah, in. Yeah, they. Oh. And was it trans? Was it tramps? Because I, I actually went back to my notes because they never ever, there was no, uh, they never went in and picked up any like, like transsexuals or anything like no. that. They were just. Well, as far as it alluded to it, because I thought I was like, "Oh my god, this is going to have the most it at the most un PC moment," but it just never led to that. And I'm like, "Maybe," it, and I went back and I'm like, "Maybe they said tramps." Yeah. Like, because I, I had the same issue. Yeah. With that. Yeah. Anyhow, we don't know what's going on. Maybe they did say it and then they dropped it. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. It's a fucked movie. But they're out the front of the bar and they're like, oh, we got to go in. And they're like, no, nah, man, you can't come in. So he throws one of the bouncers into the car park where a car... No, he, does the, he throws the doorman. Yeah. So there's a bouncer and a doorman and, and the doorman doesn't let him in. So he throws him onto the ground and then... A car runs over his over head. His head and they squishes kinda, him. Yeah. And they Everyone's kinda, laughing and the guy just goes, are you okay? Yeah. Well, then, then the bouncer just goes, oh, man, this is there's so much going on. You guys can just go in now. Yeah. Even though I just watched him kill his workmate. Yeah. It did, that bit seemed very trauma to me, which yes. I really enjoyed that bit kind yeah. of because it was. No, I did. There was a couple more scenes that sort of like come up throughout that I'm just like, I really liked this. This yeah. is stupid. But they were just very small, like, you know, isolated scenes. I love that... a running gag. <laughs> no. <laughs> so the two brothers pick up two girls, two tramps. Yep. There's another do-wop band playing. Do what? Um, to the like. So there's this nightclub. It it looks weird. It's not even a real nightclub. It's just some place they've they've made up to make it look like a club. Yep. Um, and then we cut to. So that's it. That scene's over. They've yep. got two tramps. They found two girls. And they obviously, and that that's good. Then it cuts to the the two detectives, and they're inside of another diner. And holy shit, did this scene get weird? What the fuck? So they're in a diner, which is another one, like a, a fucking, you know, a, a rat diner. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they're gross. Yes. Um, I just made that up. It's That's another vegetarian diner. It's as another. Well. There's it's a so ra- many vegetarian diners in 1987. I yeah. was unaware. Yeah. And so there's no one in this diner apart from the cook, and there is a giant mannequin yes. sitting at. With a bearded mannequin who looks like a prospector. Yes. Just sitting at the thing. And with a it's hot bowl a, of soup. With a hot bowl of soup. And a cigarette. And it's talking. Yes. But it's not talking because it's not moving. It's just a voice going, hello. Yeah. And no one seems to be weird about it. They're just talking to it as if it's... I'm like, do they really have no one to fill that scene and they just put a dummy there? Yeah. But they don't make... They don't try and hide it that it's a real person. They just show its face. Yes. But I think what happened is... Is that chef is an actual ventriloquist? Yes. And I think he was doing ventriloquism, ventriloquism yes. for this thing, which was because like, but it doesn't work in a film because like you can just put a voiceover at any time you want anyway. Yes. So it was fucking weird. And I've written here: Why is one of the com- customers a dummy with a voiceover? Why? It made no sense. It had nothing to do with the film, the story, or the overall outcome of what is to happen. What it was the just, fuck? But also, 
Oh, this scene though, led them to like know about the other vegetarian diner. Yes. I don't know why they were even in the diner. Of why she was there just having a cup of coffee. So it wasn't like a lead they were investigating. Possibly, <laughs> you because know. because later on the the chief of police is like, you got to follow up on these vegetarian restaurants. Yeah. they're all vegetarian restaurants. You got to go. They're all suspects. Okay. Yeah, maybe like just the Can't idea get- of a vegetarian restaurant is too suspect for the eighties. Right. Anyhow, so we cut many. back to the diner where things are getting saucy oh. with the with the tramps. Yes, they are. Um, so both the brothers have taken a tramp, mm. and this was probably the funniest thing, like the kill. Like so, <laughs> this, this tramp they both like they both pair off into separate rooms. Yeah, and the the brown haired, the sexy brother, not yeah. the dumb brother, he he takes his tramp. And she gets her kid, her kid off and yep. jub- her jubblies are going everywhere. And he's like, let's do something cool. And I can't remember what they called it. They called it like battering the... So anyhow, it ends up the scene that he starts battering her, rubbing batter oh, yeah. all over her. She's he's, like, ooh, she's kinky. covered in batter. It's kind of gross. Which is sticky. And then um, all of a sudden he just slams her face, <laughs> head, into the deep fryer. <laughs> the best part is that when she pulls it out, it's just a giant circle yes. of batter. Yep. And... She's not dead. No, she should She's be. She's still alive, running, running around, around with a with big this circle of batter thing. on her head, and he just hits her head off with a broom handle. Yes. It's like... Yeah, and then it rolls through the door, the back door, into where uh, Chris is with his tramp, who has. She's keen to, you know, get on down, and he's kind of like Ab- this weirdly asexual. Yeah, he's not interested in sex. He's only interested in killing. Yeah, and. So she's just pretty much like, okay, well, I'm done. I'm going to No, no. She does a dodgy on him. She steals his necklace and puts it in her pocket. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, so that's the whole point of this thing. So she's like, because she's a tramp. Yeah. She's also a stealing tramp. So she, without him knowing, she steals the amulet of um, Sheeta. And then he, uh, then suddenly he just goes, goes all fucking cleaver crazy on her and yep. kills her because that's, that's obviously. Well, well, like she's the worst at escaping because she ends up saying, look, I, I'm just. I'm just going to leave. No, and no. She, he, so he goes to cleaver her and she goes, ah, and she runs out the place. She goes, oh, fuck, I, I forgot my, my purse. So she walks back into the room with a cleaver, dude, and just starts Picks cleaning. Picks up her purse, drops everything out of it, starts collecting it all and putting Which it back Which was mostly in. tampons. Fucking tampons. Every- and then he just cuts her in half. That was pretty funny. He, that was so he, great. He cleaver, he mortal combat fatalities her, basically. She just gets <laughs> chopped straight down the middle and goes in half. And yep. I'm like. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, and then we can, because then, like, then it cuts to later on, uh, there's a a hobo out. So they've obviously, he just put her in the bin out the front and chopped her up. Yeah. And that's where she's got the necklace yeah, in her hand. Yeah, because I saw the, the hobo lady or man, I can't remember, um, finding the amulet in the bin and then obviously finding. The detective. Don't the detectives find the amulet? No, no, no. The, this hobo lady finds the amulet and then it cuts to them on an archaeological dig. Yeah, but I, you, you assume that the am, the amulet landed in the hands of the detectives. Yes. No, of course it does. Yes. Yeah, because like the hobo reports the crime and then they find the amulet and then yep. it cuts to an archaeological dig where like, this is a five million year old article. Where she, yeah. So they're like, oh, what can you tell us about this? And the lady's like, she goes into this 
full in-depth rundown of Lumerian cults, Sheetar, and this is a five million year old amulet, and this is what Sheetar's gonna do, and she's like, she basically outlays the whole story to the detectives, so now they are on, because there was no way to like, they couldn't even subtly like get them to solve the crime. There was no, because they don't know how to write these people writing this film. They don't even know how to make detectives solve crime, so they just get one person to tell them exactly what's gonna happen. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, she was in out. Yeah. Um. It's then it cuts back to the diner. Connie is under some sort of spell or some shit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he gives her the necklace. So the so the, the suave. Um, I don't know why he gave it to her. I think that may maybe puts her under her, the power even more. Quite possibly. So yeah, the 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 cool the cool brother gives the necklace to Connie, mm-hmm. which puts her more under the spell, and she agrees to come to the blood buffet, which I've called yep. it, or I think they kept calling it, and the the wrestling. And the rest, yeah, and yeah. to go to the wrestling, which sure. will come up later. Then it cuts to the brain, uh, telling the brothers that they have to get the last, the last tramp. Yep. Um, and then I've written here my notes. Oh God, I hate this film. <laughs> I actually have it in capital letters. Sure, sure, sure. Um, then it cuts to the brothers driving. It cuts to the brother, the yep. dumb brother, driving Chris. in a van, and then there's this biker on the side of the it's road. Running gag. A running gag. A bit that f- I found hilarious. I don't know about you. I uh, found this funny. So there's this biker who's broken down on the side of the road. And then the brother comes up and he just sees him and he goes, huh. And just kind of hits him with his truck. Runs over him. Dun, dun, dun. Notices that he's okay. Yeah, so the biker gets up. <laughs> he sees him in a vision mode of the bike and just gets up and goes, oh, man. And he sticks it in reverse. <laughs> Reverses over him. And it shows this dummy actually getting run <laughs> over, this big fat dummy. And then he like The biker just up. gets up again. He's like, oh, he's fuck. Like, oh. And so this hap- this just keeps happening again. Yeah, it, again they again. did that. But same- he's just got this like ha 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 kind of jovial like <laughs> face. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the brothers really enjoy. And, but yeah, he has. So he has to run. I think they do it like ten. They did it like at least eight times the yeah, same game. It got to a point where it's like okay, too much. Move on. And move it kept on. going. But I thought it was fucking hilarious because <laughs> he's on his way up to the cave in the middle of nowhere. Because there's we forgot to mention. Oh yeah, there's the ultimate tramp. The scene where the. The brain is on the phone, like, oh, do you have, like, is blah and blah home? So the lady that they're off to go kill. Oh, yeah. No, there, there is, we've got to mention as well, there is a, the ultimate tramp that they decided really early in the film is going to be the best ultimate tramp. And yep. then she's been coming into the diner on and off and the mm. brain, they've been watching her and stuff like that. And then that, yeah. So then the brain rings her dad and goes, where is she? Yeah. It's like, oh, she's on a nature hike with her boyfriend up at this place. So, so Here's the exact location and details. Yeah. So that's where the brother's traveling yeah. to, to, to acquire the last, the best tramp. <laughs> so cut to we are now at this cave location it's like a beach the couple scene. on their nature hike they're about to bone you know well, they are boning. she gets her jobs out she gets every she gets some full ladies bush out oh yeah like, this is a full nude scene and everything. then she's 100% naked for the rest of yes. the whole scene like and Which then is incredible the brother comes and smashes the boy the boyfriend's head against a rock and knocks him out yep and then he he goes to grab her and kill her, but she does kung fu. She's a fucking eighties naked, naked kung fu karate bush, master, bush lady, bushman, <laughs> a hair bush, a, a so, leg bushman, a thigh bushman. So they kind of have this sparring. He, she basically just kicks the shit out of him. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, this like stalactite. Yeah, stalactite. Because you know, do you yeah. remember the? Uh, I was trying to remember stalactite. So the ones on the roof hold on tight. Yeah, oh, there they're you up go. the top. <laughs> just drops. And stabs her in and the head. And stabs her in the head. Like pierces her and then she's dead. 
and I'm like, oh, fucking hell. And then okay. I've written, oh, my God, there's still 37 minutes to go of this film. Because <laughs> I thought you thought it was near the end because I got the last tramp. Yeah. It's fully not near the no, end. No, it's not. No. So then... um. And I just and I just written in my notes. The brain it's so complicated of what's going on. Like So the the brother hacks up what he needs from her, kicks the rest of her, gets in the car and fucks off. Then it cuts to uh the club that they're planning to have this blood feast at. And they're talking about um Don't they go to the wrestling first? Yeah, yeah. So they're talking about to the club owners, um, oh yeah, this is a, the plan, I, and they're like, "Oh, we have appetite stimulants for the feast." He's like, "Well, what if people don't want to eat?" He's like, "Well, we, you go hand these out as if they're basically they're just like drugs. ecstasy drugs yeah. and their appetites, and they're like, and they're they're, they're stoked with that. They're like, they're this like, is amazing. Sure. Like, amazing. They're like, is it like giving it? I think it was, I don't, yeah. So they got appetite stimulants, stimulants. which is why their uh, diner is so popular because they put that in the food. Yeah. I don't know. He's yeah. like, oh, we put it in the food on Sunday. It's just a scene that makes no sense yeah. of why they even own this thing. What is this? It hasn't really come up. Anyhow, that, 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 that's foreshadowing something that's going to happen later. <laughs> then they cut to the wrestling where the brother is now a wrestler. The dumb brother is in the ring wrestling. What? So Connie has gone to the wrestling with the, the suave brother. Dumb mm-hmm. brother is in the ring wrestling. I was like, what's going on? He fights Jimmy Hitler. <laughs> it was a, a, bl- a Nazi. Blonde-haired, blue-eyed behemoth of a man with no shirt, a swastika arm patch, and an Adolf Hitler moustache. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. It's a wrestling scene. It goes for ages. Then he ends up... He, like, bites him at one point. He ends up killing the wrestler, and all the blood sprays over Connie and that, and she runs out, and then, uh, you know, disgusted. And then the other brother comes out and just punches Connie out. Yeah, he's like, oh, you've... You said you'd go to this. She's like, just take me home. Take me home. No, I want to go to the home. Blood feast. He's like, but we're going to this. She's like, I just want to go home. And he's like, punches her, picks her up. And this guy walks past and looks at her. And he's like, oh, she doesn't really like the wrestling. Yeah, makes okay. sense. Anyhow. Um, Did we miss the flashback? No, but then we're, but then what we, we realize is um, Stan, who Stan, the other diner owner who has the Vitrilicus dummy, he decides he's going to break into the diner. Because he wants to find out their secrets yes. of why their food's so good. So he breaks into their diner and steals the brain because yep. the brain obviously has the secrets of who the Something. fuck. No, he's not bothered that there's a talking no. brain. He just wants it. And then he takes the brain back to his diner and forces the brain to give him recipes. Yes. And he's like, this is shit. You're not giving me the right recipe. I'm going to flush you down the toilet. He's like, okay, I'll give you the right recipe. And then... At one stage, the brother punches out the lady detective as well. Yeah, and he puts her on a hook, but she's not actually on a hook. He's just hung her up by her, her belt, belt strap. Yeah, so the lady detective, like... F- yeah, so the lady detective, like, goes into their diner, breaks in mm. for some reason. I don't know well, what... She, so, I think we missed the flashback bit where they... Because they were saying that we've got two leads. We've got the... This happened... Something similar to this happened 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. And... The chief of police is like, no, 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 like the vegetarians, you, you're on the vegetarians, forget this 20-year thing. So they agree that um, Detective One's going to go off and talk to this this person, this cop who had experiences 20 years ago and she was going to stick with it. So it then we hit this scene where he's talking to the cop from 20 years ago, flashback scene, He's which continuity error out the fucking window because if you remember it was the middle of the fucking day when he rocked up to see his nephews at the beginning of the film 
but then it shows the shootout scene, which is in the middle of the night. <laughs> they shoot him up and they're like, oh, I looked into his eyes and he had the craziest, scariest eyes. I'll never forget him. And then it shows... So then we find out why they're so interested in Connie's because Connie is the daughter of the cop. Yeah. Twist. Is it there? But they wouldn't know that. <laughs> I don't know. This film is doing a lot of its own thing. Yeah. Lady Detective's kidnapped. She's hung up by her belt. Um, then the brothers go visit. They find out the brain's gone. They work out where he is. That yeah. is that like, you know, Stan. Stan they rock up there and uh, they chop his hands off. This is another scene that I absolutely I love. really like this scene. So this is very much... Um, there was a comment made at one point that made me think that they were really into the Marx Brothers because they were sort of talking and at one point they're like... And three duck eggs. So there is this um, scene in the Marx Brothers, A Night at the Opera, where he's trying to order food for himself. And the guy just keeps saying, and one duck egg, and two duck eggs, and an extra duck egg. And this thing goes on forever and ever. And like, I love the Marx Brothers. So this worked out really well for me. It piqued my interest. But then they're fighting with Stan. Yeah. They cut off one hand. Yeah. And he's about to get in. He's like, oh, my hand. No problems. He's okay with it. It's just a hand. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, just my hand. Scratch. Gets in the car. Starts the car. They chop off his other hand. While he's in the car. And then he's trying to drive with the two stumps <laughs> and they're just spraying, hitting. And he's, he is driving. He is driving. So he's driving with these stumps. stumps and which are just spraying up blood onto the windscreen. The blood is, yes. Yeah, so the blood is spraying onto the windscreen and he puts the windshield wipers on. But, but like, the blood's on the in- <laughs> <laughs> And, like, he's not even upset that his hands are chopped off. No. He's just angry. He's just like, oh, fucking, this is what I'm well, just going to teach them a thing or two. I got to, uh, yeah. I lost my shit over that. Yeah, I thought that bit was I funny. I thought it was hilarious. Um, and then, like, so, but then the other detective, while they're doing this, finds the lady detective and frees her. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, <laughs> what happens next? Like, <laughs> it's so complicated. So then we are at... They leave. This, yeah, so they're like, we know where they're going. They're going to the nightclub. They're going to the nightclub. So they leave the crime scene, mm-hmm. which has all these bodies everywhere. Mm-hmm. So they're at the crime scene. They've set up... So all these people are dancing, having a good time. There's like some weird punk band that I was trying to look up who it was. And yeah, this I, is at nightclub. So I could not find any information. Because they're going to have the one. blood buffet... At the nightclub. Yes. Because uh, they gave them all, yeah, and, they, and, they, and the, the nightclub owners agree to this because lots of people are going to come or some shit. I don't know. So they're there. They've walked through this cauldron of stew. They've got a, so, no, this is, a, this is the feast they've created out, yeah. of, out of people. It's, a, yeah. it's an actual witch's cauldron. It's yeah. It? They, they hand out their, obviously all the appetite. Um, stimulants, it, yeah. Stimulants have been handed yeah. out. Everyone suddenly turns into zombies. Yes. And then there is that's a. that's what appetite. Surprise, uh, what am I trying to say? Stimulants. Stimulants are. And then they start, so there's, they're having this zombie-like feeding frenzy. They're eating the stew. They're starting to eat each other. Meanwhile, no one's paying attention to the fact that there's this woman who's just being propped up and these two guys are now, like, reading their cultist shit. Now, first they put the uncles into her Oh, yeah, head. they do that, don't they? So the brain, they, they, they take off Sheeta's head. For what reason? Well, they put the uncle into the brain. I don't know. I think maybe there's no reason. There is no so reason. So they put the brain into Sheeta's head. Yeah. And she's just standing there. Yeah. Um, which has to seem to be believed. 
got, and they bring the virgin up. Yep. Put her, Connie, they put her down and they start to do a ritual. The two brothers are in like pagan outfits. Mm-hmm. They got a sacrificial knife. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's just not a pagan ritual if you don't have yeah, a Yeah, so you got knife. you got a whole nightclub of people that have turned into zombies all eating each other. I thought to myself, this is pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Um, they start eating the people soup. <laughs> they start eating each other. Connie's up on the altar. Sheeta, because like, this is all everything that has happened. Sheeta wakes up. Yes, she's she's got like a big fucking demon mouth with teeth, and yeah. she's got a big vagina in her chest with yes. teeth. Yep, she's sure. just yelling, going, Aah! which was not there at the the during the whole process of this. It's just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, lady detective just comes in, sees what's going on, just starts shooting people. Yeah, well, they're all zombies. Let's let's get rid of them. So she's just shooting people randomly because mm. they're. Yep. Uh, she, she, she is like the chest, vaginas like wincing and gaping <laughs> around with its teeth, like people. Like, yeah, then um, then like Sheeta starts blowing people up. Yeah, so she starts doing her like screeching and pointing at people with yeah. the eyes open. And yeah, then and it's like electricity, like, electricity com- comes out, burns and then, them. At first, they just blow up. People just start randomly blowing up. So I was like, this is pretty funny. Yeah. So you got zombies, you got people just blowing up from that. So they got some gore happening, yep. people blowing up everywhere. Um, what uh, the other detective comes and he gets eaten? He doesn't quite get eaten. So Mikey gets shot. So yeah, so the cool brother gets shot gets by shot, one of the detectives. Which actually he died a couple of years later. In real life, he had he was in a, a car accident with his bandmate who was drunk. They died. Yeah. So then the for some reason so he's like, "You killed my brother," and he like hooks him with an actual fucking butcher hook. That's right. And he's dragging him across. This, this is like room. the cool detective. Yeah. So he's bringing him across with a meat hook. Yep. While people are exploding, zombies are going crazy. It's all. Everything. It's actually mayhem. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's a, a frenzy, and, and I love. A, it. And there's a band still playing. Yeah. The yeah, whole time. At one point, he gets the band guy gets bitten, or something happens to him, and he's... yeah, I fully thought for one second it was like Jello Biafra, like that. I thought that as well, and I'm like, I had to Google it because it, it wasn't the dead Kennedy. It wasn't Jello. It was um, uh, Lux from the fucking Cramps, but it wasn't that either. Oh. So I don't know. Kept going. Um, so then, yeah. So Chris is like pulling him across the the floor. He's gonna get him, and then I think the cop. Somehow, Chris's head ends up in the vagina stomach and he gets decapitated in the vagina stomach. Yeah, well, I think he was trying to... Because he was going to kill the cop. Somehow, I think Connie wakes up and just leaves. Yeah, I'm, peace out, motherfucker. So now they've lost their virgin. Yep. And instead of... And Connie's head was supposed to get go into her. Mm. And Connie's head was supposed to get eaten by, the, by Sheeta's vagina chest. Yep. But then... Instead, accidentally, the doofus brother's head yep. gets eaten in the vagina chest, which fucks up the whole, um, the whole ritual. Yep. Um, and then Sheeta explodes. She self implodes, or sure. does she? I know, I just wrote sure, whatever. <laughs> uh, it cuts and then to I've a written that, that, that. What? Then it cuts to the cleanup. Yeah, it cuts to the cleanup. It doesn't make. It. There's no, yeah. not even a read. So the cuts it, just come like, through. We did it. Yeah, we've done it. We're heroes. Huzzah. And yep. then they start shooting like the rest of the zombie the Zombies for no reason. Um, then fine. it cuts to what I've written as in exclamation marks, twist. <laughs> we cut to a sexy Sheeta walking along the road. Dressed up in a nice fancy red dress yeah, and she, heels. I don't know where she got them from. Uh, we don't need to know. Some fucking meathead chunk dude. Oh, my like, 
hey sure. lady, want to get in my car and have a good time with me? And I'm like, oh my God, this is how people pick people up in the, the 80s. No wonder people were like... Yeah. Fuck. Like, oh man, it doesn't He matter. was disgusting. I don't even know why we even thought it was bad dialogue by this point. Yeah. Considering the rest of the film. Ugh. Sheeta gets in the car and it cuts to her mouth and she's got the giant Sheeta mouth. Yeah. It's like, she says something. She's like... Sheeta lives. Yeah. Like, that's the twist. And he's kind of like, okay, and drives off. He's not terrified by this. But she's he's got just... like these gigantic demon Yeah, mouth. he's just like, I'm going to get my dick back. I don't care. Bang. Cut to credits. Done. The end. <laughs> Jen, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Continuity was all over the place. It seemed terribly dubbed. I liked the humour and absurdity of it all. It... For a, a film that had a lot wrong with it, I think what it had right for it for me worked enough for me that I would probably rewatch this. Oh God, really? Not anytime soon. I would show it to someone if I hated them just to make them. <laughs> I feel that this would it could potentially be a good beer and chicken wing movie. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Like the, you um, could do it as a double feature with something. I, I mean, it just seems so long. There's I so was many- really sad that Mary Warrenoff was not Sheeta. So as Mary Warrenoff, who was from uh, Night of the Comet, she's the mum from. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love her. Why would you just expect her to be? Maybe she just saw how shit it was and said no. Kind of looked like her. Yeah. My final thoughts. Not I've written here. I'm not sure if I hated it or loved it. Yes. Um, the ending nearly redeemed the movie, and then I wrote dot 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 nearly. Nearly. But it didn't. (laughs) It had the worst sound ever. Yes. And that kind of annoyed me the whole way through. Um, nothing ever made sense. Mm -hmm. Like. Like it just co- constantly just kept piling on more things that were confusing and were not relevant to the story. And, yeah, and it just made itself so overcomplicated that you kind of like trying to work out what, what it was about to talk about it made it really frustrating and, like, such a such a chore to watch, so yeah. hard. I mean, I suppose if you didn't care what was going on, like yeah. when we watched Munchies. Yeah, oh, God. It, it reminded me of Munchies. Like yeah. it was the way, it was the same quality level as Munchies. Like that super low budget. Mm. So I gave it three ratings. Yep. I think we can give them. Yeah, you give it. multiple. I gave it a J and L and an M. I gave it a Gen special because mm-hmm. I think it is a Gen U. We've yeah. obviously. I gave it an L for a low but no. I gave With it a, a Kesha. Kesha. You gave it a Kesha. I gave it a Kesha, a low budget hot mess. Mm-hmm. And I gave it a McConaughey. It was fucking fucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's some savagery. I also gave it a J for a Jen and a Kesha. It is definitely a low-budget hot mess, but I do love a low-budget hot mess if it's done well enough. There was, a, there was enough redeeming things in there for me that made it enjoyable. I also thought very long and hard about it while I was uh, playing Tony Hawk's. Um, I kind of want to see this being remade. I feel... It had a really good poster. It does. It but there's has two posters. Picture. There's one that just says a diner and says, uh, but there's, there's one where it's got like a like a, a diner um, looking waitress man. Like with a the, very you know, like 50s sort of Yeah, the of traditional thing. hats that they wear picking and he's got like a, a big kni- knife and he's like yeah, picking, picking his teeth, his teeth with, with it. Fantastic. And it's got like that, um, the, the catch line is like, first they greet you, then they eat you. Yeah. So basically the poster art and the film are two very different things. Yeah. Well, that well, that that, is, that always happened. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That, that, that's not weird. I feel that there is, the, the story concept is there and I feel that they could potentially redo it. I feel that it could be an A24 film. Oh, what? Like a real one? Like a real one. Get get rid of all this. Like, just get someone. Get get the script. I mean, it's, it's, it's morbid as fuck. If you make it serious, it's a pretty horrible film. Yes, yes. 
I think it oh, could you happen. You reckon it needs a comeback kid? Yeah, I think so. I think it could be done and I would like to see it happen. Because, I mean, I like cult movies. I like, you know, I'm here for the cult shit. You're here for the cult? Yeah. You're very cultured. Yeah, cultured. <laughs> Anyhow, what... Uh, wait up. It's your turn oh, to shit. pick. You didn't pick. I didn't pick again. I thought it was oh, your no. turn. I chose Blood Dota. That is true. That is true. What haven't we watched? Oh, man, I should have thought about this. Oh, uh, I was almost going to check with you last night. Yeah. Because I, I know I usually like to leave it as a surprise for you. I need a look around. You need to have a look around. What is it? Have we watched? Have we done Brain Dead? We haven't. Is it time for Brain Dead? I think it might be time for Brain Dead. Brain Dead it is. Yes. Uh, for those who don't know what Brain Dead is, it's also Dead Alive in America, it's called. Um, it's the Peter Jackson. Uh, we could do Bad Taste. Oh. When was the last time you watched that? Was it? it nah, is- let's, it's too much. Right, Bad Taste has that vibe kind of like Blood Diner. I want to go a bit... I, after Blood Diner, I want to cleanse myself with an awesome horror film. Sure. And this is an awesome horror film. Brain yep. Dead. Peter Jackson's... Wait, Peter Jackson? Yes. Yeah, Peter Jackson's fucking amazing yep. film. Oh, yes. Anyhow. Yes. Take us out. All woman. right. Thank you, guys. You have Tramp. been listening <laughs> to Terrorvision Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. We are a podcast available on all streaming services, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and on the YouTubes. Um, wherever you might follow us, if you could like, subscribe, Leave comments, interact with us, anything that's going to help us sort of grow just that little bit more. Thank you so much to all our fans. We're yeah. out, we've had our fan base grow quite quite considerably lately, I've noticed. I think it's doubled since like, in the last couple of episodes. It's um, been fantastic. And, yeah, it's good to see that like we're, we're obviously doing what people like. But as I said, if you've got ideas that you want us to do or whatever, just yeah. shoot us texts or messages. If you messages. don't like what we're doing, because a lot of people have come to me saying that they, they like what we're doing now, it's one film and we're ruining it for everyone. Um, <laughs> they like that? Yeah. It's, it, we've really come into our niche. So we do our news first. I yep. think people haven't minded that. And nope. then we get into our film and ruin the fuck out of it. Yeah. Well, I think because we had uh, uh, Bryn came to me the other day um, and he all he could think about on that night that we had the storm was fu- fucking pumpkin heads coming. Oh, yeah. Big weather pump <laughs> That was great. Um, but- so we are also uh, on you. Uh, let me start again. Yeah, do it. We're on Instagram, at TerrorVisionPod. You can also email us, TerrorVisionPod at gmail.com. Again, let us know what you like, what you don't like. If you want us to do a particular movie, if you want us to ruin a movie for you, send us a message. Yeah, and some housekeeping for me is uh, if you want to check out, I have also a YouTube channel called Hack the Dino. where we It's a video game one that I do that with uh, Brayden Dixon, Floppy Staric, and Ben Rosenthal. Um, Thal? That's not right. And yeah, so we are live over on Twitch every other Friday at 7 p.m. for casual hangs, chats about games, nerdism, stupidity, fun. It's basically a video game variety show. Mm. Um, all live. So if you want to jump into the chat and pay us out or ask questions, it's it's quite a fun romp. It's, uh, so it's next Friday. It's not this Friday coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're recording this on, this is on Saturday 14th, but you guys mm-hmm. will probably be hearing this on Tuesday. We should mention that we record this on Saturday. So Yeah. Yep. So if any news happens between now and Tuesday, we don't have it in our thing. So. Yeah, we'll put it on Facebook instead. But um, yeah, until then, may all your dreams be nightmares. <laughs>